Happy Self-Care Sunday. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to season number five, episode two. Today, we're going to talk about protecting your peace. As we spend this year of 2024 dealing with the power of a sound mind, dealing with that mind shift that I spoke to you about before the new year, you have to understand that if you're going to have a strong mind, if you're going to change your mind, if you're going to have a mindset shift, then it has components. There are things you're going to have to do to make sure that your mind is right so that you can get where you want to be, do the things you want to do, and live the life that you've always wanted to live. Let's talk about it. Happy Self-Care Sunday, wherever you are in the world listening to me today. I hope that um, you're having a great start to this new year of 2024. We are, believe it or not, uh, almost uh, three weeks into the new year and uh, closing fast in on February 1st. We actually have a leap year this year. As you know, that happens only every four years. So um, I'm looking forward to this 2024 on a number of levels. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you um, today on this self-care Sunday, um, it's very cold here in the southeast in Virginia where I live. And uh, the temperatures are uh, below the teens, which is rare for us in the mid-Atlantic region. But um, it's been snowy. It's been cold. People have been snuggled. And it's good because it gives you some time to get still and to reflect. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to share, I was thinking about um, what really matters to me. Um, I just had a birthday um, a couple weeks ago, right at the beginning of a new year. And, you know, I'm closing in on the last few years left of my 50s and looking towards 60 in a few years and thinking, wow. You know, what is it that really matters to me at this stage of my life? What do I want? What do I need? How am I feeling? You know, I'm always going to work those three questions in. And if you haven't asked yourself yet what you want and what you need and how you're feeling, you need to do that. You need to sit with it for a while. You need to write it down and you need to come back to it. And when I thought about for me, what is the most important thing that not only do I want in my life right now, presently, but what is something that I want for the rest of my days? And I thought about that and I realized that the things I care about at this stage of my life are the internal things. Um, my self-care, my wellness, but most of all, my peace. And I think that um, protecting our peace is one of the most important things we can ever do for ourselves when we want to take our lives in a different direction, when we want to pivot, when we want to shift, when we want to change our minds, when we want to achieve new things and go to greater heights. And I'm not just talking, folks, about material things or professional accomplishment. I'm talking about your life and the kind of life that you have. And I get to talk to people literally all over the world. Um, I get to engage people from all places in life. And it's a real honor. But one of the consistent things that I'm hearing 
and you're hearing the same, you know that we have a loneliness epidemic, not just in the United States, but I would dare say throughout the world. Uh, I started reading The Blue Zones. If you haven't read the book, watch Netflix because it's a four-part series about the five places on earth where people live to be a hundred where their quality of life is different, where they really work on protecting their peace. They nurture their relationships. They're a part of their communities. They eat well. They rest well. They play hard. And they have lives that are more meaningful than those of us in many of these uh, first world countries, if you will, where we've got a lot of money and a lot of hustle, bustle, grind. We got things. We got big houses. We got big cars. And we're not really happy people. And some of where I find myself, I know, comes from just the maturing process, the aging process. And uh, one of my best friends and I have been studying um, the book of Proverbs. And it's Sunday, so I always like to try to work in something spiritual. And today we'll be on Proverbs 21. uh, And... It's been a real interesting journey for these last 20 days every day looking at a proverb and then we kind of break it apart. We look at some concordances and see, well, what is it that Solomon's trying to tell us? And there's a consistent theme throughout the book of Proverbs that I find fascinating. Of course, Solomon emphasizes every day in every way in these proverbs, wisdom. My name in Greek means wisdom. And... um Wisdom is something that comes because we're humble. It comes because we pay attention. It comes because we're coachable. We take guidance. We listen to counselors. It comes because we know how to get still. It comes because we trust that small voice inside and we don't push it aside when it says, um, this isn't for you, this probably isn't right, I don't know about this person or their energy, I don't think this is what I should do. It comes when we surround ourselves with good people. It comes when we are willing to admit our faults, confess them, make amends for them, and repent from them and try to be better people as a result of them. It comes from living. And one of the key components of wisdom is that you have to get still. You have to be able to hear. You have to be able to listen. You have to have some of the words he uses are common sense, insight, uh, humility, as I mentioned, and um, listening and When I think about protecting my peace and I think about the world that we live in, we live in a time now because of our devices, because of the constant 24-7 noise. We have a lot of noise in our lives in the 21st century. I'm old enough. I was born at the, you know, end, middle, if you will, of towards the end of the 20th century in the late 1960s. And what a decade of noise and tumult and violence and upheaval and change the 1960s and as we fast forward to where we find ourselves in the year 2024 now um, we're only three weeks in and here in the United States the political divisions are disturbing the um, 
Things that we never would have said or done just a decade ago are now commonplace. The attacks on people, the threats of violence that all of us are subject to just by going to a grocery store, sending your children to school, going to a concert in Las Vegas, being in a grocery store. We're not safe anywhere. And we all know it, and it causes anxiety, and it causes fear, it causes worry. We're distracted. And one of the biggest enemies of peace in your life is distraction and fear. And I want to encourage you today again. We're early in the year. Put away resolutions. Be resolved. On just a few things that you are going to do different this year. And one of the things that I've been very firm about that I'm not only going to do differently this year, but I've started it at the end of last year is I'm going to protect my boundaries and I'm going to protect my peace. Nothing in my life right now is worth my peace. I can't tell you what makes you feel peaceful. I can't tell you what your peace looks like. But I do know what mine looks like. And I know what I want. I know that I have value. I know that I have worth. I know that I am a flawed human being. But I am a good one. I'm a kind one. I'm a caring one. And I want to be surrounded with people. I want to go to places. And engage with people. Who have those same character traits. Who are my people. And you got to find your people, know your row, build your circle. Because at the end of the day, it's the only thing that matters. Money comes and goes. Wealth comes and goes. Success comes and goes. Accomplishments, accolades, they last for a moment. And like everything else, they fade with time. The only things that don't fade are the ties that bind us, the love that we share, the fellowship, the community, the peace that we have with ourselves, the, that voice that says, you know some things now, and you can trust that. And um, I have a big, big, big decision that I need to make uh, in the next number of weeks and over the course of the last four weeks one of the things I've done to protect my peace is again studying in the scripture but one of the things again going back to Proverbs for a moment that that Solomon emphasizes is the importance of seeking counsel wise people seek counsel they listen to people who are wiser who are smarter who have lived who make good decisions and I am blessed I've said this many times with a lot of really wonderful people in my life and I've gathered a swath of them and I've asked them for 30 minutes or so of their time and I've said here's the choices that I'm facing and I need to make a good decision here because this decision is going to determine the next decade of my life and if I'm going to get to the places I want to go still and accomplish the things that I'd really like to do before I leave this earth one day and or um, 
it's going to determine what I don't do. And it's, it's a big consequential decision. And when we're facing those type of decisions, we can't just lean to our own understanding. Yes, we know things. We, we can have an idea of uh, where we want to go. It goes back to that life mapping that we talked about in November. And again, read Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. She's big on this mapping because your life is a map. You're on a path. You're on a journey. And if you have places you want to stop on this life map, you've got to be intentional. And protecting our peace is something we have to be very intentional about. And recognizing that getting into arguments and quarrels, something else he talks about, I am done arguing with people that just aren't worth arguing with. I'm done repeating myself. I'm done trying to want more for people than they want for themselves. I'm done giving parts of myself away that I no longer wish to give away because they're mine. And the first step to protecting your peace is loving yourself and honoring yourself and being a good friend to yourself. We have really done ourselves as women, but all of us, of not living authentically. And if you want to protect your peace, you got to know who you are. You got to know whose you are. And you got to know what you believe in. Because being authentic is the only thing we take with us. That's it. When people leave, we have a beginning date and we have an end date. And there's this dash in between. It's on everybody's tombstone. It's on every obituary and program. There's a beginning and an end to everything. And one of the counselors that I spoke to just yesterday evening at my home, we were having wine drink. There was a group of us and we were talking. And I said to this person who is, she's a decade or so older than me, wonderful woman. She's in the therapy field. And I said to my friend, Here's where I am. Here's where I'd like to go. But there's this big thing in between here and there. And I know what I want to do. I'm just not sure how to do it. And she said to me, Sophia, when you have big decisions to make, you got to ask yourself two fundamental questions. One, what is the legacy I want to leave? What what do I want to leave? If I do this thing, What's the legacy that leaves? What path does that take me on? How does that make me show up in life? And she said, then the second thing is, don't follow your head. Follow your heart. Follow your passion. Follow what you know is right. She said, because you know. And she said, you can take advice and that's wisdom. And you're doing the right thing because you're leaning into people who can give you different ways to look at the problem or look at the solution or look at what you might need to do to get where you want to go. She said, but at the end of the day, you will have to decide. You will have to decide. And you have to trust your gut. She said, because if you get in your head too much, your head messes up everything. You have to follow the energy. You have to follow your spirit. You have to follow the peace inside of you that says, this is the way. And this is what I need to do. And she said, every person who's ever walked this earth and done amazing things, whether it's going to the moon or 
the Wright brothers figuring out how to fly or whether it was Gandhi or Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks not giving up her seat on the bus or just pick your amazing person. The founding fathers in America deciding we don't want to be under a king's rule anymore. We're going to rebel against the most powerful nation at the time on earth. And they won what seemed like an impossible battle. What am I saying? Protect your peace. Trust yourself. Pursue your passion. Follow your heart. Because when we overthink things and we overanalyze things, we usually get stuck. And we don't do anything. And by not doing anything, we do something. So... The most important thing that I can say to you about protecting your peace today is that it starts with a decision. It starts with you knowing what your boundaries are, what brings you peace, what makes you feel disrupted, what doesn't work for you. And I have been for so long. And this makes me sad because I wish I had figured this out. And maybe I had. But because we allow ourselves to be obligated, we feel responsible for things that we're just not responsible for. We're trying to fix things that we didn't break. We're trying to take care of people and put everybody ahead of ourselves. And, you know, people are happy to let you do that if you're willing to do that. People will let you take care of them. People will let you fix them. People will let you look out for them. And they'll take everything you've got if you're willing to give it. And you have to stop that because it's a great way to lose your peace, to lose your way, to lose your compass. So when I talk about protecting your peace, I'm telling you that if you want the key that unlocks your future, that unlocks your joy, that unlocks your gratitude, that unlocks your best, that unlocks your amazing potential, you have got to protect your peace because your first responsibility, regardless of what they've told you, regardless of what you've been socialized to believe you are required to do, there comes a point in your life when your first duty has to be to yourself and you have to honor your wants, your needs, your desires, your goals, your dreams. Because when we don't, we get bitter, we're broken, we're angry, we're frustrated because we're doing what we think we're obligated to do and not the things that we're gifted to do or that we want to do or that we hope to do. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are in your journey of life, to start showing up for yourself. And protect your peace by establishing firm boundaries. Don't allow people to do things in your life that upset you, that make you feel bad, that make you feel less than. Don't do it. You'll regret it. And once it's done, you can't fix it. You can't get the time back. You will never get the time back by protecting your peace and setting up a fortress that doesn't keep others out and it doesn't keep you walled in but a fortress that has a gate it has a, a fence 
that you control who gets in when you go out and you are intentional about only opening your gates and your doors to those things that build you, that lift you, that bless you. And likewise, be a blessing to others, build others, lift others, excuse me. It's very important to understand that the one thing we will never have enough of is time. So why are you spending time being upset and frustrated and angry and distracted and disrupted? You don't have any peace and you're frustrated by it and you're you're not sleeping and you're not resting. I'm talking to me. And I had to sit with myself and not only ask that question, but I had to answer it. And the answer I came up with is because I'm doing things I don't want to do. I'm being made to be responsible for things that I'm not responsible for. And this isn't what I want anymore. This isn't where I want to be anymore. And only I can change that. I have a right to peace. I have a right to some quiet. I have a right to my thoughts and to the life I want to live. I am not beholden to anyone or anything else. And this includes those of you who are married and with families. It's not just for single people. Stop that. You are still an autonomous human being. Yes, when we're in marriage, when we're in relationship, when we're in families, we have commitments that we have to honor. But nobody is entitled to your life. Nobody is entitled to your well-being Nobody is entitled to your mental health. There comes a point when no has to mean no. When the gate gets shut. When you say, this doesn't work for me. This isn't healthy for me. I recently, and I think I talked about this a little bit at the end of the year, but I've had a pretty firm boundary about a number of things that Help me keep my peace. And I shared that recently with a member of my family and said, listen, you know, this is not something I want to do. This isn't good for me. And I really need you to respect that and honor that. And of course, it was violated and violated in an egregious and flagrant way and then avoided and dismissed. And, oh, you'll get over it. No, I'm not going to get over it, actually. And as a result, I'm going to take a series of actions to separate myself because I no longer will have my peace disrespected. I no longer will have my boundaries crossed. I don't do that to other people, and I will not have it done to me, period. And you've got to get to a place when you have told someone time and time again, this is what I need from you, this bothers me when this happens and I need you to work on it with me I need you to collaborate with me towards a better way excuse me and when you keep getting rebuffed and rejected and disrespected it messes your peace up because once you are healing once you're doing the work on you you know when something doesn't feel right you know when you're not being honored you know When it's not okay, do not push that aside. Lean into it. Embrace it. Hold on to it because that's where your power comes from. Your power comes from protecting your peace because you can rest better. 
You can think more clearly. You're more creative. You're more calm. You're more peaceful. There is enough stuff that we deal with every day that makes people mentally unwell. Suicide, article in the Washington Post that I saw just the other day, devastating about the highest number of suicides ever recorded here in the United States. It's an epidemic with men, particularly of a certain age. The loneliness, the depression, the lack of connection, the lack of having community and people to talk to, the lack of peace. When you get to the place where you want to take your life, you don't have any peace. And it's because too many things are unhealed, too many things hurt. You've been... You've been injured too many times. You've been wounded too many times. You've been rejected too many times. Only you can put a stop to that. If you need help, ask for it. There is no shame. We have resources now that are a blessing. Most of them free. Do not sell your peace to anybody, anywhere, for any reason. Not in your marriage Not with your children, certainly not with your family, not with your friends, not with your job. It is not worth the price that we see good people paying every day because they don't have a hold of themselves. They don't have firm boundaries. They haven't made a decision. They haven't made a choice to protect their most valuable asset. And the most valuable asset you have is your peace because in protecting your peace, You give breath and life to your power. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Self-Care Sunday.